Welcome to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series Podcast, your source for sport in the Ottawa Valley. My name's Noelle and I'm your host. Tune in on Tuesdays every other week as we interview local athletes, teams, coaches, sport organizations, and businesses who are continuing to empower and inspire the next generation of sport in our community. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Derek, the Director of Golf Operations at Whitetail Golf Club, located in Eganville, Ontario. Whitetail Golf Club is one of the finest courses located in the Ottawa Valley, offering an exciting experience matched with friendly staff in their modern full-service clubhouse. Ranked number five for Hidden Gem Golf Course in Canada on Golf Advisor, Whitetail Golf Club's championship course offers 18 challenging holes measuring 6,500 yards carved into the beautiful rolling hills of the Ottawa Valley. If you are planning a great day of family golf, a corporate outing, or a charity tournament, or even a relaxed location to gather with friends, Whitetail Golf Club would be delighted to be your host. Thank you so much, Derek, for taking the time today to speak with me on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast. I'm super excited and eager to learn more about Whitetail Golf Club, the history, the milestones, and some exciting events you guys have planned this year. Yeah, Noel, how are you today? Good, good. I'm, I'm so glad I get to talk to you today. Uh, I just kind of wanted to get in and kind of see how you guys were doing this year. I know you guys opened the season, was it April 26th? Yeah, we uh, we got open April 26th. Uh, it was a little bit later start than usual. We had a lot of snow this year, but uh, one of the lucky things is there was no frost on the ground, so the course conditions came through extremely well uh, due to the fact that there was no ice. Yeah, and th- that's definitely a bonus. <laughs> we did get a lot of rain, though, I in the beginning of May. Yeah, we, we got open for four days. So we opened the 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th. And then it started raining on April 30th. And it basically didn't stop until the Wednesday. So we had to close the course for close the course due to wet conditions. And I mean, you wouldn't want to play in that, that weather anyway. And then uh, we did get open on the Thursday, well, I guess would have been May 4th, uh, just for walking only. And then we we allowed, we allowed power carts back out on the 5th, and now we're in good shape now. It's been beautiful the last about week or so. It's been really nice. Yeah, it's been uh, definitely uh, definitely helpful, with, even with a little bit of wind, to help dry things up. And uh, the course is extremely green, so we're, we're ready to go. I'm super happy to hear that. Your course is fantastic. I've done it a few times, and I'm really looking forward to getting out this year. I would love to know, though, I, I don't actually know much about the history of Whitetail Golf Club. Could you tell us a bit of kind of when that started, or...? Yeah, I absolutely can. Um, so it, back in, I guess, 1999 was the original thought of building a golf course. Uh, none of my family was actually golfers back then. It was kind of a uh, an odd uh, odd way to get going. But my dad owned a company called Auto Valley Glass. He started that when he was 18 years old, and he grew that up to be a very successful business. My dad was named Jack McDonald. Okay. And, and later on in his, in his business career, invited to a few golf tournaments. And this was probably the mid-90s or so, and he, he actually really enjoyed it. And we always had this family farm here. This this property was ours um, from my great-grandpa's, um, my great-grandpa, sorry, uh, from that age. And one day my dad sat down with my family and said, I want to build a golf course on our property. Oh, wow. And I knew I never swung a golf club in my life. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. I was, in, I was in grade 11 at this okay, time. Okay, okay. Uh, I got two sisters. I have an older sister and a younger sister. And so he said, yeah, I'm going to try to find some investors and we're going to build a golf course on our property. Now, again, this was during that tiger boom. So a lot of golf courses got built between the 1995 to 2005 era. That 10 years, or something. there was in the thousands of how many golf courses got built in North America during that span. 
So golf boomed, and I, I, everyone calls it the Tiger Boom. That was the name that um, I don't know if you know, but most people probably have heard the name Tiger Woods. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tiger Woods got people in so interested in golf that there wasn't enough golf courses in the area area at that time to take on the demand. Now, the unfortunate part was once all the golf courses got built, uh, the demand went down, or I guess there was more golfers, but way too many golf courses. But anyway, that's besides the fact. I'll go back to the story. So he sits down with our family and says, I want to build a golf course. Okay, um, let's try it. <laughs> so my dad, being who he was, decided to read all these books and understand the game of golf and how to build a golf course. And... He's applying for all the permits, and we got he got all his ducks in a row to get it started. So we started construction uh, in April 2000. He went and got a couple investors, which the five original investors were my mom and dad, my mom's brother, Sean McHale, my dad's brother, Donald McDonald, uh, who's no longer with us. He's passed. And a family friend of ours, uh, David Moore. So that was the five original investors that helped build the golf course. And we bought our own equipment. We hired a contractor to build the clubhouse and we helped build the clubhouse as well. So yeah, we, we bought our own old dump trucks and an excavator and a bulldozer and hired some staff and away we went. <laughs> uh, you guys really like built it from the ground up, like started from the first little, that's incredible that you guys did that. Yeah. And your dad for kind of, you know, not having that or learning as like throughout his life, just like different things about golf, right? <laughs> it was an adventure. <laughs> it sounds like it. Big adventure. So then I was actually planning uh, during grade 11, grade 12, I was going to go be a chiropractor. And when you decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to go take on the professional golf management program because I looked into schooling for this. So I uh, I applied to Toronto, which is a Humber College. Okay. And that's where I uh, I got accepted into the program because, I hate to say this, I kind of had to cheat my way in there because I needed a certain handicap to get in. And one of the local golf pros kind of signed off a piece of paper for me saying, yeah, he's good enough, even though I didn't know how to hold a golf club. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in there and... Um, Funny enough, I was kind of like, how did you get here? Why are you? You don't even know how to play golf. I said, I'm not here to play golf. I'm here to learn the, the, the aspects of the business part of it. I was more interested in that. Because most of the guys I went to college with were more for the golf. Because they were taking on professional. They wanted to learn the business point too, but they were very good golfers already. Okay, okay. They were just, that was like their passion already kind of thing. Yeah, they played as juniors. And, and you know, they by the time they went to college or university, they were 18, 19 years old. They were already playing like junior competitive golf and all that kind of stuff. And I, I was just learning. I was at the basic, basic, basic level. Anyway, I, uh, after three years of university, I ended up, uh, ended up being a pretty decent golfer <laughs> and got the pro card then eventually. But so yeah, we opened nine holes in 2000. We got through the construction phase, opened nine holes in 2000. And after I got back from school, uh, we ended up opening, finishing the, the other nine holes. We opened 18 holes in 2003. Oh, wow. Wow. So basically the 18 holes now, what's this 20 years? We hit our 20-year milestone last year. Oh, wow. 20 years. Yeah, that's amazing. And it, it, I feel it's probably feel like it kind of flew, right? <laughs> like it's... I, I can't believe it's been 20 years. And I mean, the, the golf course is maturing every year. Um, it, it, they say it takes 50 years to build a golf course. Oh, wow. And I certainly agree with that because, you know, there's a lot of bush work to do, a lot of little fine-tuning now. We're more, I would say we're more in the finding, fine-tuning stages. Okay, okay. Just like little things that throughout the year you're looking like maybe 
wanting to add this or change yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah, in, in a bunker now or, in, you know, from construction days, you know, maybe the T-decks were too small back then. You got to re resize the T-deck or, you know, small, small projects here and there that we're, they're working on widening the fairways a little bit. Nothing, not like taking on uh, a 250 acre property and turning it into uh, <laughs> a yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge accomplishment, like for your family, like, you know, all of you guys coming together and, and kind of continuing to build this all together. I've, I've, yeah. it's, it's a very good story. It is. So I was, uh, I was 18. I don't even started construction again. Um, so I worked here in the summers, uh, uh, during the construction phase and I'd go to school in the fall in Toronto for the professional golf management. Then I'd come back and I work here and on the construction in the summer. So yeah, we did all of our own irrigation uh, on the whole property. Oh, wow. Uh, we did have a little bit of help from some uh, architects. Uh, that kind of gave us a little bit of an idea of what to do, but we never followed their notes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our own way of doing things and did our did our did it the way we liked it. So, yeah, it turned out to be it. So. Well, something you guys are doing is clearly working. I mean, you guys celebrated 20 years last year, so. Yeah. Yep. I mean, whatever you guys are doing, people are loving, right? You, you're getting people coming back every year, so. Absolutely. So the ownership now has changed um, a little bit. So we don't have the same ownership anymore. So it was again the five original owners. Uh, then I, I did mention that my uh, my dad's brother Donald McDonald passed. Uh, when he passed, my parents bought his shares, so they owned a larger portion. Okay. And when I finished university, my uncle Sean, which is my mom's brother, wanted uh, wanted out, so I ended up buying his shares. So. I was then in a financial position to be able to purchase those off him. And then Dave Moore, the family friend, uh, we he went to with me and my parents went to him with an offer and uh, we split his shares and bought his shares. So oh, okay. we are now all owners, me, my mom and dad. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sorry also to hear about your uncle. Um... Yeah. Anyway, that was, that was back in 2010 when he passed. But... Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's it's interesting. I love to hear though that it, you know you've kept it within the family, and you guys are still working to continue to, you know, progress as you guys as you guys move forward. Yep, yep, yeah. It's the work in progress every day still. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. Uh, what about? Do you think there's been any milestones over the years that really stuck out? Well, I would absolutely say the day we opened. I mean, that 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 just alone, just getting through those construction years. Um, cause it, 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 took on, it was a lot more than we thought. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, you, you would never imagine that you got to put 3000 loads of topsoil on property, but, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so I would say the number one milestone would be the day we opened, you know, the day we cut the ribbon and we were actually pulling in some income versus just spend, 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 spend. Um, yeah, I can imagine. So that was, that was, uh, certainly the first milestone. The second milestone would be, I would say when we, we completed the 18 holes and opened that up to the, to the public in 2003. And then as we progressed, you know, we, we hit our, again, we hit our 10 year, uh, which I believe was a very large accomplishment to get through 10 years. Yes. And then the, then the economy crashed in 2008. Which didn't help anybody. No, it, we took a almost a 50% drop in revenue those few years. Oh, wow. And to to get through that was another big accomplishment because people uh, were a little bit worried about golfing, obviously. If you don't have money, you're not playing recreation. Yeah, that's true. That would, again, get through that. And then uh, now to where we are now, where we are on our 20-year anniversary, or 20 uh, 21st anniversary this year, but 20 years last year. Yeah, and that's that's incredible for you guys. You know, like you said, you can't believe it's been 20, I know. over 20 now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. What would you say um, has like any of your services evolved over the years, like memberships or golf lessons, tournaments? So I would say absolutely. Yeah, everything, everything is growing. Um, we, even though we got through COVID-19, that was another whole topic on its own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Golf and COVID-19 was, uh, was very interesting. So that actually that helped us. I got to say that that brought more golfers into the game, more people into the sport. So ever since that happened, um, our membership has, we've hit our maximum. So our maximum is 350 members, which we've never hit before. And in the last three years, we've hit that in a row. Oh, wow. So we've certainly, that's our, that's our number that we, that's our cap, our membership cap. That's incredible though, that you guys have hit that coming out of COVID or during, you know, that whole process. Yep. Yep. It uh, certainly, uh, you know, a lot of businesses did suffer. Uh, the golf industry was one of them that didn't. I guess it was because. I, I'm just remembering now when COVID that golf courses were open and when there wasn't much to do, they were letting people golf because you could kind of, you didn't have to be so close in contact with people while you were golfing. Yeah, you could social distance. It was one of those sports, you know, you're out there on 200 acres of property and you don't have to be close to people. And, you know, we weren't letting people in the clubhouse and our food and beverage was closed for a while during all that. You know, restaurants were closed, but so was ours, but you could still golf. Yeah, and that's, and a, a lot of people, that's probably why they were pulled into golf, because it was something that they could do and get out of the house. Yeah, there's something they could do with their family. So you you couldn't, you couldn't go to a wedding on Saturday because there was none, but uh, you could certainly go golfing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. What would you say, what, how, your memberships... Have they changed over the years? Because I know you said you hit your max, which is amazing. Um, what's included with the memberships? Well, I mean, a membership, they, they, we got so many different categories of memberships. Um, you could be a casual player and you have a flex plan called a flex membership where you pay X number of dollars or $350 up front. And then each time you just pay a, a half price is kind of what we do that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, or you can be a full member of the whole of the whole club, which you can get unlimited golf seven days a week. So there's tons of options. Uh, everything's listed on our website at www.waytailgolfclub.ca. Okay, so everybody can just kind of go on there and see all the options you have for that. Yeah, there's so our membership again um, with as a member you can play in members events, member event only. We have qualifiers for all of our teams. We have uh, social teams that go to competitive events. I guess I should say. Okay. You can qualify for those teams. So that's part of being a membership as well. We also have club championship where that's in August. Um, you can compete against all the members of the club and see who the best is. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So there's a lot of, lot of different um, avenues you can get with a membership at a club. And I mean, it's just a big part of it is the social aspect of it as well. You can connect with friends and, and, you know, play golf with different people. Yeah. It's like the sense of community, right? Exactly. It's a total community here. It's and we love it here because it's it's more like a family here than a than a community. It's awesome. Oh, I love that. That I, I love that when I hear, you know, clubs in the area, it's people come in and they feel like they're part of a family. It's it's really nice to hear that. Yeah, no, that's definitely it's it's growing to that. That uh, people really we recognize them when they walk in the door. You know, we, we know what Carly Drive, what their dog's name is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's building relationships over time, right? It's yes. you you get to know everybody. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you guys, you also offer golf lessons, and you you teach them, right? Yeah. So after all that, I ended up becoming a golf professional. <laughs> <laughs> after the whole going to school and learning, you're now a professional in it. <laughs> so I had to, in order to be a PGA of Canada professional, there you have to do the three year golf program. That's part of it, and then you got to take okay. 
lot of seminars. So you got to do the rules of golf. You got to do club fitting. You got to do uh, beginner, intermediate, and advanced golf teaching. And then I got to actually go out and shoot a number with a uh, at a tournament, a two day tournament, and you're you're watched by a a rules official, and everything has to be by the book. And you got to be, I think it's nine over par on two rounds. So basically, four and a half over par per day. Oh wow! I tried in two thousand and eight twice, and they picked the dates in the course, and I failed both of those years. Oh, I didn't get it. Then I tried in two thousand and nine, and I failed twice again. It's very hard. It's very hard. Yeah, you got to shoot about seventy six uh, both days or lower. Oh wow! They're they're very strict. I feel. Oh yeah, so it's it's very strict. So I actually uh, what I did then is I. Decided that I wanted to pursue this career, but I, I wasn't a good enough golfer yet. I was close. I was shooting around 79 to 80. I was about three or four shots off from getting it. Okay. Um, so what I decided to do, I moved to California. Oh. I moved there for November, December, January, February uh, that year, which was the winter of 2019. No, sorry, 2009. And I took lessons at the golf, uh, the Nick Faldo Golf Institute uh, in Palm Springs. Oh. So I basically golfed and practiced every single day um, while I lived in California. That must have been an incredible experience. It was. I traveled the whole state uh, from north to south and played golf at pretty much all the golf courses and practiced hard. Uh, went to every driving range I could find and, and took lessons down there. Um, I don't know how many lessons I would have taken in California. Probably 30 that winter. Oh, wow. From Coaches. Uh, Mike Ellis was my main instructor uh, who worked at the, uh, the Nick Faldo Golf Institute. Okay, okay. So he was my main coach when I was down there. And then uh, I came back and I got my card at Smuggler's Glen in May. Oh, wow. So just you, you basically invested that time and then came back and passed. Yep, that's exactly what happened. So I knew I had to do something if I wanted to be better. And that's, uh, that's what I did. Oh, wow. You must have loved the weather um, over the... Yeah. The winter. <laughs> it, it, it was fantastic for November, December, but it rained almost every day that winter. They've got a record rain that year. Now, they're not getting that now because they got so many fires out there. But that year in particular, they had a record rain for January and February, and it rained almost every day. Oh. So it was. I played a lot of golf in the rain that winter. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. But I mean, yeah. at least the you said November and December were good. Yeah. <laughs> So, so was the last month of February and March before I came home. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, I mean, at least there was a little bit of good, but yeah, that, that sucks was. that you had to go in the rain, golf in the rain a lot. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I came back, I got my card, and then I uh, that was a milestone for me personally. So, in 2010, I became a PGA of Canada golf professional. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. Yes, it was. Yeah, it took me from year 2001 to 2010, so nine years to complete all my programs. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't realize like my background is I'm, I'm a boxer and I'm a boxing coach. So I don't have that knowledge um, of like the golf background and kind of what's like what you have to do to achieve that. And it's a lot like it's good for you. <laughs> like a lot of work. Yeah, you have to do the three year golf program, uh, the schooling, which is accounting, finance, pro shop management, food and beverage management. You got to do turf and maintenance. You got to learn your turf and maintenance for the on course uh, to know exactly what's going on out there. Uh, you got to learn how to grip and fit golf clubs, learn how to fit people for golf clubs. Wow. So there's a lot, there's a lot that I'm assuming people don't, don't even, aren't even realize that, you know, it comes with a lot. 
there's to become a PGA of Canada professional. It's a long process. Yeah. Well, that incredible for you though. That's, that is an amazing milestone. That's an incredible milestone for you. Yeah, it was, it was really good. The day I got my card, I cried on the 18th green. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations. I'm that's, this is like to go through, you know, all that and to have, you know, even like before you went to California, you kind of went through that period of you kept trying and trying, and then you kind of just took off, went somewhere that you could basically train for it and then come back and pass. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. And then I enjoyed California so much that I went out there after I turned professional and did another year in California. <laughs> oh, wow. California but, is beautiful. It was. The bonus of being a golf professional is I can pretty much play free golf anywhere. Oh, wow. That's one in the in the world yeah it's a world recognized card so you can go not at, every golf. you can go like almost anywhere and play pretty much i mean the, the process is i call the golf professional at that club and if they allow it or not most courses do i'm going to say probably 90 percent of the courses in the world would allow it um there's a few like augusta national i can't play there there's certain golf courses obviously have limitations uh high-end private clubs there's certain ones that don't allow us on but uh probably 90 percent of the world would if i called them up and said hey i'm a golf professional i'm coming to play your course They're like yeah no problem Wow. So wow, I got to play, pretty much got to play all of California the next year. All the courses I paid for the previous year, I came back and I played them all for free. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a a pro. Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So PGM Canada is, is recognized in the world, yeah. Wow, wow. I that's something like I'm learning a lot right now. Uh like as you went through that learning, what do you feel like now when you're teaching like a golf lesson, what are some of the things that you focus on? Well, you obviously got to start where I started. That's how I feel. So, I mean, I, I get where people are coming from because I know how much work it takes to be good at this sport. So people can't just pick up a golf club and be good at it. I realize that. Uh, I don't know why that ball is just sitting there looking at you and it's not moving. It's not like baseball where it's coming at 100 miles an hour or hockey where it's one of those things that ball is just there and it's really hard to hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's a lot of technique involved there's a lot of technique. there's a lot of technique i mean there's technique with any sport but definitely in golf i don't know why it's so important because we're talking in, in millimeters um so yeah it, I basically just start them off from scratch you start them off from the basics the grip the stance the stance the posture um you know where where your hands need to be uh the impact location and then trying to get them to a proper follow-through and balance so you start work those few things and you know it, it takes quite a few lessons to be decent that good enough that you can actually go out and enjoy the game uh to be really good it takes a lot of work a lot of work yeah and and i feel like when someone's just starting they may you may not realize all of those techniques that need to be kind of fine-tuned or at least worked through before you even take that swing absolutely i mean the way i look at it um especially guys in their 35 30 i find that that category they're they're intimidated to take lessons i don't think they need it uh, anywhere, a guy from 25 to 45, let's say, um, they, I would say, why don't you try to come, no, I don't need lessons, I'll, I'll do it on my own. Okay, so the way I look at it is, most of those guys probably played hockey at some point in their life. If they never played hockey ever, and they put on a pair of skates at the age of 30 for the very first time ever, how are they going to do? Yeah, they're not going to be able to skate. <laughs> they're not, they won't stand, they're yeah. going to fall, they're going to, they're going to still holding the boards right that's the, that's the level those people are at most of them and it's it's kind of opening their eyes right a little bit to kind of without coaching and instruction as a kid playing hockey you wouldn't be where you are today on skates 
So it's the same thing in golf. You gotta you gotta go through those steps. You gotta go through those processes. So as kids, we all took golf lessons. You know, or sorry, um, uh, hockey. If you if you played hockey, you know, you were on the ice probably three times a week, and you learned how to skate. You learned how to stick handle. You learned how to and the hand eye coordination in order to become a decent hockey player. Yeah, I'm I'm relating to hockey because a lot of the people around here played hockey because we're in the Redford County and Ottawa Valley. Yeah, yeah. But it's true, though. It's true. All of those things are true. You can't expect to just, you know, know the tricks, know the technique by just like going out. It's it's getting someone to teach you those those little techniques that you might not even be aware of. Exactly. So you start them off from the basics and then you work your way up from there. So it's a little bit each time. So every time someone comes and gets a lesson, you just add another little piece to the puzzle. That's 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 how I teach. That's my that's my theory, because you can't learn it all at once. It's not possible. Yeah, you have to kind of go in stages. You have to. That's the only way. And they got to practice too. There has to be a team effort between both of us. Yeah, and I, I completely agree. As me as a coach, you have to start slow. I can't, if I were to teach like all the technique of of the stance in one, like you, first of all, people don't remember that much. Like you no. have to go, you know, in phases. So definitely I, I see how how that's important. So people ask me, you know, how many lessons does it take to be good? Um, I, I I don't even have an answer for that because you know what? Honestly, I would still take lessons if there was somebody better than me and I could learn from them, even even though I'm at my level. I would still take lessons. And there's guys on the PGA Tour, which is our highest ranked tour, um, I would say in the world, LPGA and PGA Tour. That's your men's and ladies two tours. They still have coaches and lessons. They they're changing their skills all the time. They're they're fine tuning. So if somebody asked me how many lessons, I would say unlimited. I don't know. As long as you're learning some each time. Yeah. it's And everybody brings different knowledge, different experience, and there's always different things that you can pull from everybody. Now, some of my lessons I do, um, I bought a, a device called the Trackman. So it's a Doppler radar machine. It's, it's quite, but it, I used it when I was in California and that's why I invested in it. Uh, this is how I learned the most of my my swing, and it, it's basically it shows you your your club path, your your attack angle, how you're coming up or down with the golf ball, um, your club face position at impact, uh, how the ball is launching off your face. So it has thirty parameters of each swing. Every time you take a swing, it shows all these different numbers. Oh wow! I've never heard of this. Well, <laughs> track. Look it up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check this out. I've never heard of it. I bought a tracking machine. <laughs> Um, it's quite, it's, 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 it's a costly investment, but, uh, I use this for my teaching for any of my intermediate or advanced golfers. Uh, it, it wouldn't really work too much for a beginner because they wouldn't understand the numbers. It's kind of a little bit over their head, but for anybody that's golfed for a while, I do have a trackman. And so if anybody wants to come out and, uh, get a real true golf lesson, I, I have the only trackman in Redford County. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That's definitely something that I'm sure a lot of people maybe aren't aware of. They're probably not, but it is amazing technology. Phenomenal technology. That's super cool. That, that's very cool. I, I'm sure a lot of people that have been golfing for a while, you know, that would be something that they'd be like, I, you know, I would like to check that out. Oh, they should. I mean, they probably heard, I, anybody that's an avid golfer has heard of Trackman. Heard of Trackman. Um, do you watch golf on TV at all yourself? Not too much, no. My dad does, though. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the professionals use Trackman for, for teaching themselves. Uh, they all have one, um, or you see the line on TV now. When somebody hits a ball, you can actually see the actual projection of the line. That's a trackman unit that's doing that as well. Oh, on uh, sports, yeah. 
Well, yeah, this is this is definitely something I feel I'd like to look into and check it out because I've this is all news to me. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> there you go, go. <laughs> but yeah, getting getting I, that's nice because there are all these different services that you offer that maybe you know some people aren't aware of. One of the things I was looking to also get into was you guys you guys throw a lot of tournaments throughout the season. Is there any um, tournaments coming up this year? Oh God, yeah. Um, you can again. You can go to our website and go to www.whitetailgolfclub.ca, and we have an events calendar. Okay. You can go through each month and see what's coming up. Some are uh, public events, and some are closed. To, I'll give you an example of the closed event, like BEI. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the BEI Construction Company. Well, they have a golf tournament here for their company for their, you know. So that's a closed tournament. You can't. Uh, nobody can just sign up for that unless they get invited by BEI or whatever. I mean. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of open events. That we're hosting. I can give you an example of a few that are coming up. Um, I know we're hosting the Uprata Valley Chamber of Commerce Golf Tournament on May 29th, coming up shortly. Oh, yeah, that's, that's close. Yeah, that is coming up soon. So I know they're still looking for more players. It's a four-person scramble. What else we got here? I'm just looking at my calendar myself. On Saturday, June 24th, we're hosting a Guatemala Houses to Homes fundraising golf tournament. Oh. So they're raising money. To build homes in Guatemala, it's quite of a it's quite a large fundraiser that they do every year. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's called Houses to Homes. Oh no, that's definitely something I'd like to look into, though. Yeah, so uh, they get a group together and they go over to Guatemala and they build homes for uh, for people over there. So they're raising money for that. So that's another one people can get into. Um, we're hosting a Nine and Dine uh, Canada Day theme, which is a lot of fun, and we hired. Uh, a local musician to come in. His name is Steve Agnew to play some uh, music afterwards. So we're just going to have nine holes of golf uh, with a nice dinner, some entertainment. And this is to support Catch a Star Daycare in Eganville. Oh, that's nice. It's like a nice local, like local event. Yep. But anybody can get in on that. Uh, we're hosting the Whitewater Brewery Golf Tournament. That's a very fun day. That's on July, Saturday, July 8th. So if anybody wants to get in that, they got to sign up through the uh, Whitewater Brewery in Cobden. Okay. That'll be fun. That sounds a lot of fun. That does sound. Here's another closed event. I'm hosting the Ottawa PGA of Canada. Oh. Uh, summer open this year. So we actually have a PGA event here. That's exciting. It is. I get to play my own course for the first time ever in a PGA tournament. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I know. That is such an uh, amazing accomplishment. You get to do your own course. Yeah. So I, I play in, I play professionally now in the, in the PGA of Ottawa or our zone. I played in, uh, I played in a few quite a few uh, professional events now. And this is uh, one of the first ones that I get to play my own ball here at our course. So, Oh, wow. That's so exciting. I know. So we're going to have the course in really, really, really good shape for that. So if you want to, if you want to see primo conditions, come anywhere around that July 26th mark. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm sure our listeners will be really interested. There's so many things going on this summer that are, that look very fun. I can't even explain them all because there's so many. Uh, you got to go on there and uh, and have a look on all the tournaments and events that we have. Well, it's great because they can just go on your website, check the event calendar, and see kind of you know what works. I even these these tournaments sound really fun. I, I would love to come check one out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's uh, again, we're doing another nine and dine for for hospice. I don't know if uh, if you do anything with hospice or know about hospice, but uh, we're going to do a fundraiser for uh, hospice Renfrew uh, on. Friday, August 25th. Oh, wow. So ba- you guys have stuff throughout every month. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Every month's full. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we got into a bit. I know you were saying that you've kind of competed a little bit. Um, I would love to know your story and kind of what 
jeweled like going through golf and you wanting to learn like you you know you went out to California you kind of told us about that story what has continued that like passion over the course of the last decade if not longer I love the game I from the day I started when I was 18 I started hitting balls and I, I took to, took on the college program I I didn't really understand how addictive this game was <laughs> once you really get dialed in on it and really truly learn the swing and once you break a certain score you are hooked for life it is it is just one of those games that you always think you can go on the golf course and shoot a better score than you did yesterday i don't know why that is but every good golfer that you talk to thinks they can shoot one shot better or two shots better than they did yesterday. So it's 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 almost like internal, you know, you you're competing with yourself and pushing yourself forward to do better and do better. All are out there with yourself. It's not like playing hockey with a team or baseball with a team. You are out there 100% by yourself. So if you don't hit well or shot well, that's on you. If you do hit it good, that's on you. So the idea of this is to to better yourself nonstop. So if you think you can be a shot better or two shots better at my level, obviously, some people, you know, that are still shooting 120, well, their, their goal is to shoot 110. They want to shoot 10, 10 shots better the next day. Or some people that shoot 120 want to shoot 90. They want to shoot 30 shots better. I'm at the point where I need to do one or two or three shots better. But it, it, I feel like it doesn't matter kind of where you are. It's still that self-improvement, right? That improvement through that sport. All the time. So the great part I liked about this sport is you play, I, I like, don't get me wrong, I play a lot of hockey, but hockey, you're always playing in the same size rink. You're always playing on a flat surface. You're always, yeah, you know, the ice conditions may change, but pretty much relatively, it's all the same. You want a golf course, you've got wind to deal with. you got elevation change to deal with. you got um there's a long grass, short grass, wet grass, dry grass, dry conditions. There's so many elements that are exterior um, that can affect the game that day that are not even part of your swing. That's just, you know, wind is a major, major, major factor. The course conditions is, again, another one. And every course has a different design. So when I'm competing or playing a pro tournament, I'm always playing on a different, it's like going into a whole new world, whole different golf course. Let's go. Let's try this one out. Where when you're playing hockey, yes, I get it, but you're always on the same surface. That's why I liked it so much because it changes. It changes all the time. Yeah, the environment is always different. Like you said, oh. whether it's like the golf course that is different or just the weather conditions. Yeah. It plays such a big part. Oh, it's huge. Huge. Yeah. Again, you box. Boxing ring is always a square, right? It's always the same size. Things are going to within that boxing ring but pretty much relatively it's always the same size so you know where you are at that right you know where your ring is you know you know where your ropes are you're pretty custom to that when you're out in a different golf course that you've never played before it's like walking into a whole new <laughs> yeah you have to you have to adjust every time you play you have to adjust to a different environment every single time Got interesting and yeah it's it's so true with boxing because really the only thing that changes is your opponent right so that's interesting to look at it that way i, I like that that way of looking at it to kind of see, you know, appreciate the sport for all that it is. Yeah. So I, that's why I fell in love with it. And that's why my passion will never leave because I think it's fantastic. And there's so many golf courses. There, There is. There's so many. I feel like Ottawa Valley has so many great golf courses around. There's great golf courses here. Don't get me wrong. There, this, this, we're so lucky to have the golf courses that we do in such a small area. It, that is true. My bucket list is quite large around the world. <laughs> I, I bet it is I bet it is it and I mean it sounds like you got California pretty down pat I feel <laughs> I, 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 some of the more expensive ones back then but 
Um, what would you say is one of the best attributes or skills you feel like you've developed, like through the sport of golf? Um, personally, or you mean skill, like as in my skill? Um, uh, I guess personally, like just uh, how maybe it's impacted your life. Well, the amount of people I've met, I mean, through this, I would have never imagined. Like we we put through about twenty five thousand people here a summer. Oh wow! Um, so it's it's busy, and we're doing that in five months span. So five months span. So. We're putting through about 5,000 people a month. It's just the relationships you, you create. Um, it actually really helped me with like public speaking, you know, being more comfortable talking to people. Uh, my knowledge of the game, just learning learning this sport inside out, I had to. So I would say the relationships is the biggest uh, attribute, the people I've met over, over the years. It sounds like they've had, you know, a large impact on the things you've been able to accomplish or the things that, you know, you've done in your life. Oh yeah, I had a lot of support all the way through. Wow, wow. I absolutely love talking with you today. It was really nice kind of hearing, you know, the story of how Whitetail Golf Club came about. It's It was a very a really powerful story, you know, how your family kind of came together and did that. And then even your story, you know, you kind of went through those moments of like, you know, it was harder to get to where you are today, but to see it come around, you know, do that full circle is really incredible. It is. And it's still growing. Like we're still, we're still, yeah. And we're, we're busy with golf lessons. I hired another golf professional this year to help me out. Um, I got a great team of staff here excellent team of staff like i run the whole operation pretty much and yeah we're up to probably about 35 employees working for us here this year that's great you guys have a great team and that makes such a difference right you have to have a good team well i'm I'm so happy to hear all this i really want to thank you again for taking time to talk to us on the ottawa valley sports series podcast it was a pleasure to speak with you and learn more about Whitetail Golf Club. It was It's really, really cool. And for those listening, I know that you mentioned a few times, like they can find all the information on your website. Yep. Everything's on there. Pretty much everything. If you don't have any, you can send me an email at Derek at whitetailgolfclub.ca or, uh, or just give the clubhouse a call at 613-628-3774. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much again. I look forward for you guys for this exciting season ahead and I hope to uh, come out at some point. Perfect. Thank you very much for taking the time with me.